Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound. That is the Unfiltered Band, another episode of the podcast, Unfiltered on Deadline Day. Our countdown continues. Make sure to uh, follow me at Casey Stern. Uh, it, it is the day of the daddies because the Padres, uh, assuming as of, of doing this and taping this and putting this out, Eric Hosmer seals the deal, will end up getting Juan Soto. So why not have a father on board? Of course, we're talking about the Todd father. As uh, Todd Frazier chat with me here for a few. So I, I want to start with this. What was the first time you saw Soto play, knowing how easy he was making it look across the field? And at the time when you faced him first, he's 19. Like, how much does it jump off the page to you? Just like no one that age looks like this. He was a specimen. I mean, he gets low in his stance. He's one of those guys who's very into his body and legs. Um, I'll give you a quick story about him. It kind of got me upset, though. It's pretty funny. At the time, we had a reliever come in. And, you know, if you're you're standing there, you're probably like 15, 20 feet away trying to get your timing down, whatever. And he's literally right behind the catcher, about 10 feet behind the catcher. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, move, I'm screaming. And then our pitcher, he's like, looks at me. I'm like, throwing over his head. Like, I was screaming my head off. He had that cockiness to him, bro. But guess what? That's just the way he is, the way he plays. Uh, I respect it. Um, I love it. And he's coming into his own and one of the most elite hitters in the league. And any team will have him. And, you know, Eric Hosmer, somebody find his number in L.A., like you said. <laughs> I was joking. Every Dodger fan in the world looking to text him and be like, bro, you don't know. I got a, I got an island in Bora Bora I'm willing to offer you if you say no to this deal. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny too, because, and I, I've learned to really, I mean, we love Soto as a player, but I, I like the dude because the more he's talked about his story and he's got like a humble nature to him, he's, he's confident in his abilities, but it's not, he becomes more likable in the way that he plays when you just realize that's just kind of who he is, but it's also why he's so good because to be 19 hitting homers off Garrett Cole in the world series, you better have some kind of arrogance and some swag that you're bringing to the table, right? Here's here's the question I have for you about a situation like this. When you're in a room on a club that makes moves at the deadline, tell me the real side of that. Like, how much are you guys having conversations that that say, hey, they really believe in us, and how pumped up do you get? And how much on the other side, when you've been on teams that don't do anything, do you feel like it's your team almost saying to you, hey, we don't really got a shot here? I mean, how dejected do you get? Yeah, no, well, first off, we talk about it all the time. There, there's nothing that's – we're in there, we're looking at it. I don't care who you are. We're on Twitter. We're following you guys and seeing what's going to happen. And uh, especially if your name's in the mix, you want to see everything. You're excited if, if you're on the team that's getting everybody. You're, you know, you're, you're confused trying to figure out other things if you're not. So it's just that time that you got to figure out exactly what you want to do uh, as we go on. And my son coming in here. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, and now he's part. eight now. Is he eight already? No, this is my three-year-old. He's got a little. Oh, that's your little one. See, I'm used to everybody being small, so for me, he's it's like you know, I have three. Years. So he's he's coughing up a lung right now. As you go, go back to mommy. That's all right. It, it's hard to breathe around such genius. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 what we're dealing with. Over, you know, with kids, stuff happens. But oh, are you kidding? Deadline is phenomenal. Either way you put it, you lose guys that you love. And uh, oh, he's showing you a Todd Frazier bobblehead. And, um, you know, you gain guys that you become, you have another friend. So it's all good. When, when you got moved, and I want to go to, when, when you, 
end up in a situation where you're going to the Yankees, right? And we've talked about you and I many times in the past, but like even on this podcast about what it means specifically because it's the Yankees. But take me through, like, I love the human element of, we're all people, right? doesn't matter what you do. We all remember the first day in high school. Like, you don't know anyone, and you're the youngest, and it's like, you know, you're kind of, like, nervous. How much do I say? Like, you know people around the league through free agency, but what's it like after you get traded when you first go into a new clubhouse? Like, how – how describe that for me. What's that it's like? Different. You don't, Yeah, you don't want to step on anybody's toes, but you know you've been there before. So it's like, uh, what do I do? You know, do I crack the jokes? Do I – you know, be myself. Do I act a little different? You know, you, you got to play it by year. And, you know, most of the time, wh wherever I got traded to, there was three or four guys I've already played with or, you know, had a liking to or friendly with. So it made it easier. And, um, you know, especially playing close to home. And I mean, it's everything comes into play for sure. Did you have situations where or one because I don't think I've talked to you even over the years with friends like about like how you found out. Did you have any weird scenarios about how you found out that you were traded or they were were they all the way they were supposed to be where the GM contacts you and tells you first? Weird. You know, you hear it from my agent, from their agent uh, or their GM, but we'd have a meeting and uh, we would go from there. So for me, um, honestly, everything was smooth as silk and um I just remember coming into a meeting and saying, you're not playing today. So basically something was going to happen <laughs> at the end of the day. So how does, how does the pressure take me back to like first at bat? Like, so for Soto, you know, in San Diego, when you think about, and there's going to be a lot more guys that get traded today. And, you know, we've already had weird scenarios where like Christian Vasquez is preparing his pitching staff for the Astros. Then he's an Astro. Like, first of all, like what's, what's the code with that? Like, you can't tell me he's not going to say everything. Like you could, I mean, he just been in every pitcher's meeting, Todd, figuring out how to get all you dudes out. I understand he loves his guys. Like, what is like the man? What's the what's the bro code in baseball for that? What a weird scenario that is. I I, I really find the, the here's the problem I have with it. You have a reporter asking or telling him how does it feel to be traded, trying to be the cocky reporter, getting the first thing in. That that would piss me off, and that's something I would never forget. You know, reporters are always on thin ice with me, especially when I was with the Mets, of course. I noticed. But <laughs> but to do that, and, 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 yeah, and be the guy, to be the guy. Oh, I'm going to be the tough guy. Oh, how does it feel to be traded? And the guy still has his Red Sox uniform on. That's bush league as a reporter, man. That guy should be, you know, suspended or something. You know, it's it's not it's not fair. He's not gonna. But it's no you know, tact, right? It's, it's not. It's, it's just not. not yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 not classy. He's not classy. It's it's his livelihood, and uh, now he doesn't even know what to say, and he's being videotaped all around the world, and it's going to be on Instagram and Twitter for people to be like, wow, man, he didn't even know, and this reporter knew. It's uh, it's, it's baloney. I love, I love how you use baloney. Uh, it's a family show, and the kid's in the room. Um, so <laughs> It's amazing. Even people like you and me know how to do that, even though I've had mic issues in the past. Uh, talking course. with Todd Frazier here. So let, let, me, let me go back to jitters of like an at bat first at bat take me through and the listeners through like what the sotos of the world are going to be feeling like first day of a season i'm sure you feel it right first time in the postseason first time you played at the big league level where how are the jitters different and the gripping of the bat tight stuff how how much is that different day one when let's be fair like the players that you're playing with some of them you already know they know how you play but aren't you trying to impress them? I mean, how does that work? The first few at-bats, how much more pressure is there with a new team? Oh, big time. Well, he's going to get a standing ovation. I don't care how you play. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? He's one of the better hitters in the league. So for 
for him, it's going to be excitement. It's going to be a little nervous. And then, you know, it's going to be baseball after that. First at bat's going to be big, you know, strikeout, hit, ground out, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Just knowing that he's at a park and he's being loved and they're trying to make a pennant race or, you know, a wild card race at the end of the day, it's going to be exciting for him. When you sit there and uh, – now, first of all, for, for your three-year-old, are there more Met – like, what's the swag leader in the small kid clothes <laughs> department? Like, do we have more, like, Met are stuff, you, Yankee stuff? You still got some red stuff around? Or we got some Ranger stuff around because the kids were you know, at least born by them? Like, what, what's the swag content that we've got for the kid? Well, let me ask Grant. Are you – Blake likes the Mets. Are you Mets or Yankees? Yankees. Oh, he said Yankees. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think he knows. But there, there, there's a mix of both. There's a mix of both. I still have my 17 playoff gear from the Yankees and a monster amount of stuff with the, uh, <laughs> excuse me, with the Mets. So um, he's a big Pete Alonzo fan. I root for all the guys. And um, I'm out there to watch all the boys get after it. So it's a lot of fun. You mentioned 17. I want to go back there for a second. I want to take the other side of it. Yes. When Verlander... Like at the 11th hour, 59 minutes. Now, we had the waiver deadline then. We don't have that now. So there's only one deadline. When another team that you're chasing with in a postseason, and right now it happens to be Yankees-Astros again, right? Yeah. How much is that noticeable? Like how much are the Dodgers players? Like you're not afraid of – I understand that, right? But how much is it like even behind the scenes, even if you're not going to say to a reporter, like, you know, holy expletive, holy crap, like that team we're, we got to beat just got a lot better. How much are those conversations for some of the teams who are watching the Sotos of the world? Yeah, it's kind of like, damn, all right, all right, I see what they're doing. You know, you talk about it for sure. Um, <clears throat> it's your job. This is baseball. So you see what the other teams are doing. You're like, man, why couldn't my GM or president do that? So you, it leaves you kind of bitter sometimes. But, you know, you got to play the best to beat. You, you got to beat the best to be the best. So um, it's, it's very fortunate for some teams. It's not for others. But uh, you got to win your division first and win your American League Series first. And then uh, – and then we could worry about World Series. I've talked about this with you in a previous pod, but the year you went back to the Mets, you guys were really right there with the Nationals and had a shot with two months to go. They spread the gap a bit. They end up the bumpy roads, beautiful places, and win a World Series. And I was saying, you know, the worst part is, and I got to credit Mark Feinstein, who was talking to the other day, who reminded me of this. Like, they never even got a parade. Like, really. Like, they never got the celebration of getting back into the fans in the ballpark. The, like, all the ticket sales that come after that. All the enjoyment for the fan base, for the players because of COVID. Like, they never got any of that. How weird is it for you even to see when you think back to those rivalries you had? Like, you've got Rendon at third base, right? You got Scherzer. You think about all the names that they had. I mean, Strasburg at the time when he was healthy, who's now not even a factor. Soto was coming up. They had all these players. They're all gone. This team's going to be brutal for years. And that, Todd, that's not that long ago. That was four no, years ago. No, it's a shame because you think you see what they did and you figure how dominant they could be for the next four or five years. And then shit hits the fan. So it's, uh, that's why it's a business. This is the one of the toughest and worst businesses to be a part of, to be honest, on the business side now. But, you know, it's a it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. You know, if, if we're not winning, we're losing. We're going to try something different. A month from now, it might be different. All of a sudden, we win 20 out of our next 30 games. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, you know, we're buyers. And then if we lose 20, oh, we're sell. So it just depends on how the season goes week by week. And uh, sometimes I want to be a fly on the wall in some of those uh, acquisitions, how they figure that out. I think that would be pretty neat one day. Can you sense the energy in an, on another team? 
Like when you're playing them and you know that they're dejected, they haven't made a deal or they lost the guy in a trade. Like I was made, I was making a joke with you before this and it's unfortunate, but basically they're like sacrificial lambs now with Jacob deGrom tonight. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Can you sense that on the other side? Without a doubt. I've been a, being a part of it. You go to the field and you're like, man, when does football start? You know, honestly, <laughs> that's, and as sad as that sounds, that that's how some people think they're worried about fantasy football more, more than, than the game. It's like, dude, you, you got Worry about making this money here, brother. You got to keep working hard and get after it. And that's where I came to play. I'm like, yo, dude, you better get your butt out in that dugout or it'll be problems. So, I mean, I've been a part of it. I Don't get me wrong. If I wasn't playing in the game, one of those things, I'd go back, check the score for real quick and come back. You know, that's part of the whole thing. And that's where, you know, actually when I finally grew up and understood, like, let's go. This is your job. Do your best at it and work your tail off. But. You know, when you're on, on a team that you know you're out of it, and not not picking up anybody, and you're losing, it's uh, when when's that last game of the year coming? That I want I want to ask you two more quickies. I'll let you go. One, Judge. Um, everybody I talked to who played with him when he was young and came in, they all like it's like they're like proud parents because he's as a person the same. Like he's such yeah. a humble. He's a huge dude, but he's like a gentle giant like he's yeah. like a, such a nice guy and he bets on himself which is not yep. easy i mean the yankees nope. may have offered him a lot of money but he's making i mean you want to talk about hand over fist what what were your impressions and how much from the outsider are you in the category of just like if there's ever a dude who in the way he's handled himself deserves what he's getting that he's in that category yeah i mean think about it how many guys were willing to one to bet on themselves on a the toughest sport in the world against the toughest pitchers in the world who are getting better and better with analytics and all this stuff are throwing harder and harder, willing to bet on themselves saying, you know what? You didn't give me what I wanted. Fine. I'll see. I'll talk to you next year. Maybe next thing you know, he's hitting 43, 44 homers already. We, what do we got? Two months left. We got August and September. Um, <clears throat> he's going to hit 60 home runs. You watch it's I, I, I hope he does. He's exceeding all expectations. He's a guy that is humble. He thinks about it. You ever hear him do an interview? He's like, he'll give that look. Well, you know what? And he'll come back. Like he really progresses and understands what he really wants to say. And um, it's like not a bad bone in his body. You know, he's one of those guys that you want to play for, you want to have back. And, you know, he, he actually told me uh, when I was on the field, he, he said, I got you tonight. I'm going, you know, pretty much told me he's calling his shot. First at bat, he hit a home run against the Mets. I was like, I was mind blown. I'm like, this is crazy right now. I was, I was just <laughs> blown away, blown away. Uh, last one for you, and I wanted because not many people can really explain a lot of things in the media. And look, I've had conversations 20 years, and I, I always say this to you, but I, I learn from players. Like I learn, you know, I, I understand the game very well, but I learn because you guys feel things that I can't feel. I could see it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I know being around New York my whole life, it's a different kind of pressure. I don't know what it's like to be a Yankee in October. Yeah. You've got Judge in the final year. You don't know what's going to happen. You've, you've got 200 win seasons. They didn't go far. The Red Sox beat them once. The Astros got to a World Series. All that's happened. What was it like feeling the pressure of wearing that uniform and those pinstripes in October? Like, how, can, What do you remember about that that we could understand yes. how to explain that? I mean, listen, here's the thing. I, there was pressure, but I was batting eighth and ninth, so there wasn't that much pressure on me, to be honest. I just went about my daily routine. I got after it. I was the guy that got after real early. I got out there a half hour before the game to stretch out. I was the guy that wanted to, you know, Dusty Baker taught me this, the guy that wanted to get out there to feel the air. 
you know, get your body acclimated to the coldness, to the warmness, to the, the crowd noise. I didn't want to get out there 10 minutes before and be like, oh, blown away. So I was there early often and uh, I was focused on just doing your job. And, you know, whether you're Yankee or not, the, it, it is, it's different. I take that back. It's totally different when it comes to being a Yankee because you're playing at Mecca. You're playing where everybody wants to be, the biggest city in the world. And uh, it's just you either step up or shut up at the end of the day. And, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm going to step up. And I loved every second of it. I love that. Uh, it, what do you, now, I, I got to ask, I'll, I'll, like, what's the now? Now that like seasons are dying, the coaching are you are you, you're you're not coaching right now, right? Like uh, we got off season, more, we got we got one more World Series right now for USABL, um, tri-state area, top seventeen teams move on to nine U. So we got that starts actually tomorrow. Okay, um, top ten teams move on to the seventeen to a single elimination. So we got to go. We got to go big tomorrow. And um, then I'm going to be uh, doing uh, Little League World Series stuff. I'll be broadcasting in Bristol and Williamsport, which is kind of cool. I'm excited. Oh, I love that. I love yeah, that. I gotta That's get awesome. My, I got to get my voice back first here. Hold, I got to I gotta work on that. It's it's all right, man. Uh, enjoy. You know, I always appreciate this, bro. I'll, I'll bug no, you again soon. No, I know. No, no doubt. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> the Todd father. Stay unfiltered. Keep with us at Casey Stern on Twitter. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.